with me is Nick Clattenburg and Josh Clattenburg. Well, looking at the list of shit I have to talk about, it feels like it's been fucking ever since we recorded because <laughs> last week we did the movie commentary. Yes. And the week before, or not the well, two weeks ago when you're hearing this, it will be the movie commentary. Yes. And the week before that was, I guess that was a regular episode. I think, I think it was a regular episode. Um, but yeah, some of the shit on here is that I've watched is old and I barely remember watching it, but apparently I did. Yes. Some of the stuff that I, uh, I watched, I was like... I'm just going to delete all this because I don't remember anything. So I was right. like, current events. <laughs> I was just trying to think of what happened in wrestling. Even I mean, even though I've been watching wrestling every week, not talking about it weekly on a constant basis. Exactly. I get everything that happened. But uh, why don't you get us started, Nick? With, uh, what you I'm actually going to bypass myself and move all right. towards Josh. Okay. Because, um, I mean, we're, we're kind of on the same wavelength anyway. But okay. um, So one of the things I started watching, um, I'm trying to remember... Uh, what day it was, but it was definitely over the little mini vacation I had yeah. at the uh, over the weekend. Yep. Uh, I had my initial um, winter vacation, about 10 or 11 days off of school, and then it was like, oh, cool, you know, going back to school now. Went back for two days, and then we got bombed with snow, so yep. it was another four days off. So basically, like, I, we had two weeks off. I forget what it's like to work a full week. It's been too long. I can't go back. I won't go back. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> um... So what happened was, I think it was one of the mornings, it might have been, um, I think it was like Friday or Saturday morning, I had woken up early uh, before my girlfriend had got up and started watching TV, and Nick, you had watched the show and talked about it beforehand, um, and it's what led me to start in on it, because it was only like 10 episodes, it was um, Mindhunter on Netflix. Yes. Um, so good. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, definitely. I, I know you're not like... You know, watching too many things right now, but definitely that is the one you have to like kind of queue up next, Andrew. Okay, that's something you got to really get on. Uh, I have, I will definitely watch it. You just need to convince Megan to watch it because otherwise, if, I have to, if I'm left to watch it on my own free time, it'll never get watched. <laughs> well, 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 hopefully this will convince her. Yeah. Yes. Um. So what it focuses on is: Do you guys ever have you ever watched like Criminal Minds? Yeah, I've watched a few episodes. Of Criminal All right. Minds. So what this is is it pretty much takes place at the um. The beginning of like all the whole BSU criminal minds there yeah uh, how it all got started with the FBI um, so it starts back in like the the late 70s mm -hmm. um, and it focuses a lot on how they begin to profile serial killers yeah and the whole show is pretty I mean what it does is it starts out it's got um, it's su supposedly all based on true experiences um, you have the main characters of it who actually did portray, you know, actual people in real life. Yeah. Uh, even though they don't go by the same name in the show. Yeah. But, um, you know, one of the main characters there, his name is uh, Holden Ford. Mm -hmm. And he represents um, a guy named John E. Douglas. Okay. Um, who authored, as the book that Nick's showing off here, uh, Mindhunter Inside the FBI's Elite Serial Crime Unit. Um he was pretty much like the inspiration for um, Crawford, the guy who was in Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Um, and also the guy who was on uh, the TV show Hannibal. Okay. So um, what he does is, you know, he's, it shows in the, the show how he starts out as like um, like hostage negotiator for the FBI and then starts um, picking up on, you know, the... Uh, 
behavior and all of the things that are going on with like serial killers in that time they were talking about there's a really heavy focus early on of Charles Manson and um, David Berkowitz the son of Sam killer yeah and they really put a heavy emphasis on that so he wants to start researching that um, and what he does is he teams up with um, in the show a guy named um, Bill Tench okay. he's like this uh, very gruff FBI agent um, you know, and he was based on a guy named, uh, Robert K. Wrestler. Uh, he was, a uh, Robert K. Wrestler. Yep. <laughs> awesome name. That's a, that's a great alias name. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you order stuff on the dark web. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know something about coming up with these names, and that one, I would Robert K. Wrestler. Yeah. So he was, uh, a FBI agent. He, in the, uh, joined in the 70s. Um, you know, he was... Along with um, Douglas, part of creating the Behavioral Sciences Unit. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the ones who came up with the term serial killer. Okay. So the two of them, what they do, and it shows it throughout the show, is they basically hit the road. And they're driving around. They're going from, um, you know, Quantico, Virginia to... Help, me, help me out here, Nick. Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, Sacramento. Santa Cruz. Um... Boston. Um, I'm trying to think, there were a few others in there as well. I, I know there was other places like within those areas, like Pennsylvania. Uh, they were talking about like um, I think they went to was it Plain Plainfield, and then so. they went to Altoona. A uh, couple other places, same thing. Like when they Altoona, were Altoona, that's another good uh, Altoona. <laughs> Uh, but when they were in Massachusetts, they were in Boston, and then they went down to Bridgewater, yep. and they were checking out all these other places, and pretty much what it is is they start out by interviewing uh, Ed Kemper, which was is also known as the co-ed killer, mm -hmm. and uh, that is one dark, but yet smart motherfucker, man. Like, yeah. there's no other way of saying it. Like... He pretty he cut off his own mom's head and performed fellatio on her severed head. Well, I mean, how you gotta get your dick sucked. <laughs> you gotta get your dick sucked. <laughs> um, but he he's a genius. Yeah, like he is. Like he it must. Yeah, you're saying he's. You're basing this solely on the fact that he gave himself fellatio with a severed head, right? No, because that way you don't have to have a whole body in the way. I mean, that's yeah, also it's a genius true. idea. It's a genius idea, <laughs> but <laughs> um, just some of the things that he's transcribing and the way he's talking about things and how the only way he got caught was because he gave up. Yeah, he says otherwise he would have been on the run for the rest of his life. Yeah, and. You know, he's talking with Holden Ford. Um, where was he, in California? Yeah, they were in, uh, that was the one I think in like Sacramento or yes. something. And uh, he's sitting there talking with him, and he's going like in-depth asking him, you know, pretty much, why did why, why'd you do things this way? Mm -hmm. And that's what they're trying to do with like the beginning stages, like Josh said, of the BSU. Yeah. And trying to categorize all this information of um you know like who did it why did they do it mm -hmm. and why did they do it this way right and that's what they're doing right now and they're starting out with like i said ed kemper 
Then who was the next person that they went to go see? It was what Monty Rissell? Ah, uh, yes. Um, let me see right here. Um, let me. See. I'm just reading it. Uh, Rissell. Um, he wasn't really a, a household names. Um, he committed his first rape at 14. Uh, he was sent to a mental institution. He convinced. Once again, <laughs> you got to get your dick sucked. <laughs> he uh, convinced the counselors he was getting better, and then he was arrested at 19, and he'd already killed five people and raped another dozen. Jesus Christ. Um, and this was Bristle uh, that you were talking about? Yep. Um, I think supposedly him and Kemper had like IQs roughly in the 130s or 140s. Yeah. Um, Kemper, his he was just like a hulking presence. The guy was like six nine, something like two hundred and eighty pounds. Jesus Christ! And you know, he chose to rape me. I suppose I'd have to go with it. Like, yeah, you have, no, you have no say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So they're going around. They're going around to all these prisons and. You know, they're pretty much, um, you know, flashing the badge, taking notes. They're recording all these sessions. Um, you know, it's at one point when I think they go to Boston is when they meet with a um, professor at a college, I believe. Um, the professor in the show is named Wendy Carr. Mm -hmm. And uh, in real life, it was Dr. Ann Wolbert Burgess. Um, so she taught at Boston College. And so what happens is she wants to get a book going on all the things that they're doing. Um, so later on in the show, she eventually comes to work for the FBI. And, like, all three of them are kind of, like, you know, put by the FBI director. They're, like, in the basement, you know, kind of away from everybody else. They're like, all right, you'll do this on this amount of the FBI's time. And then on this amount of time, you're going to teach classes and... Mm -hmm. And things like that. So initially, like what uh, Tension Four were doing was that they were going around the country teaching, kind of like what they know to local policemen. Yeah. So it wasn't just the FBI who had this information. Start started to have like the local police. <coughs> and in this story, going around the country, it's spelled C U N T. Yeah, yeah. It's Anytime like, you're investigating rapes, it's, it's right after the summer of love. <laughs> going around the country. <laughs> Son of Sam, the summer of 69? <laughs> the summer of love? Yeah. yeah. Mike Meyer, I think you spelled country wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, not to give away like too much or anything, but they'll continue to do this. They'll go and visit more serial killers. They go and visit uh, very small ones, like um, probably ones you never heard of, like Jerry Brudos. Um, they'll go on to, there's another one, uh, Daryl Jean Devier. He was the one at, towards the end. Yes. Uh, the one who supposedly, uh, raped a 12 year old. Um, and then there's higher profile ones like, uh, Richard Speck. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, the casting in it is like spot on oh, for a superb. lot of them. Yeah. Like you can look at a lot of the pictures. Here's one of them. This is the one of, uh, Kemper. Oh, wow. And you can see like. The dude who plays him in the show has like a little bit of a more round face. He does. Look, he looks a little syndromey. But there's the one yeah. for for Spec. Yeah. And it's it's eerie. Um, wow. And then this this one I kind of saw, but not so much. Yeah. For um, Monty Rissell. Yeah. Um. So 
they've already renewed it for a second season. Mm-hmm. I think like right after it came out, they were already like, all right, we're renewing it for a second season. Um, and a lot of it was um, directed and I think um, like David Fincher, he had a big hand in it. Okay. He was the one who uh, you know directed Seven, um, Fight Club. Yeah. Um, I think he had a social network. There's a couple others in there I'm probably missing, but he had a big hand in it. Um, But one of the cool things that if you start getting into the show and watching it is that, you know, you watch your first episode and you're like pulled in by it. But Mm -hmm. once you start watching the second and so on and so forth, every episode starts out with kind of like um, it shows just this sort of like random everyday guy, glasses, mustache, and it's kind of like showing him at his job. And then it goes into the show. It's only very brief, maybe like 30 seconds. It's what they refer to in the show as like a cold start. Okay. Because um, obviously the other episodes, it kind of just jumped right into what they were already continuing their work on. Yeah. And then you would see, you know, no audio, no nut, well, very little audio, just like cars passing by or mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, you know, it would just be this opening scene, as Josh was saying. With uh, the gentleman that had glasses, mustache, kind of like a comb over, all mm-hmm. that other stuff. And then it starts progressing more and more as things are going along. Yeah, it keeps coming up and showing whoever this guy is. He's in Kansas. Um, you know, it shows it like he's at his job. Then in like the next episode to start it out, he's outside a house, like watching, you know, something. Then the next episode, he's inside somebody's house. Because um, it shows he's working for... Um, ADT, that security company. Yeah, yeah. And it's slowly, like, starting to build up to something. The dude's, like, in another episode, tying these knots and then undoing it, tying these knots. And then... Is it BTK? It is. It is BTK. Yep. And that was the thing where, like, I when I first watched it, because I remember talking about this on previous episodes yeah, about yeah. me watching this. Yeah. And I, it never clicked. Okay. Until, like, he, Josh pointed it out one day, and he goes, think about this. ADT. Yeah. Tying knots. Right. And I was like, fuck. Show about serial killers. Yeah, I was like, fuck, that's BTK. That's what I was wondering about the show. I was going to ask, like, uh, most... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good, too. That's pretty uh, good casting. Um, I was wondering about this show because I know most shows that, like, really pull you in have a good overarching storyline connecting all the episodes. Yes. But with this show, I was wondering, like, is the draw really just each episode, like seeing the interviews between the new serial killers or is it really an overarching plot where you want to know what's happening next it's actually the it's the overarching storyline okay that ties everything together because some episodes they're mostly at quantico and then they have maybe a little bit of interaction Mm -hmm. with ed kemper yeah then it'll be another one where they're out on the road then they're sitting with richard speck Mm -hmm. and then it'll kind of be back at quantico okay and like we were saying on uh, certain episodes, it has that cold start to it where you see BTK, yeah. and this is way before he's committed any crimes. Right. Yeah. And you know how they're, they're when they're transcribing it, you see things where it shows him, like Josh said, tying knots. It shows him dropping like an envelope in the mailbox, which he taunts the police for fucking decades. Yeah. Yeah, I think they. Said they didn't catch him until 05. Mm. I guess, um, and it's in in the show. It's right around like 77. Um, so they're showing you like 
I get he must have already committed some murders by then, and then like takes a break, and then starts up again. Yeah. So I think what they're trying to do is kind of put like, cause, um, you know, again, it slowly builds up, and then at the last episode, you'll see something. Uh, again, don't want to give it away, but yeah. it'll. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're gonna probably see more of him coming up in the uh, the next season. Yeah. Um, I did remember you talking about the second season, how you were saying it's going to kind of, excuse me, not veer off from what we've already been seeing, but um, it's going to pick up talking about, um, what was it again? um, The Atlanta Child Murders. Okay. And um, I can't remember the the name of the person that committed it. It was... um, I mean, I can... I was going to say, I thought it was something Williams... Yeah, uh, that name does sound pretty familiar. It's like Ed, Edward Williams or something like that. By um, yeah, I think they said like over the span of what 70, 78 to something maybe give or take, um, he committed somewhere in the teens. Yeah. Of murder, of murders. Excuse me, and uh, yeah, but they but from what I've also read that they're still gonna continue with. Uh, that overarching like uh, BTK yeah, yeah. of how he kind of came to to rise yeah. and, you know and uh, one thing that I did want to go back to was uh, one part that when you see uh, Holden Ford talking to Ed Kemper and he was talking with him and taking down notes and he was saying you know uh, someone who's you know much like yourself he says, how many people do you think are currently, like, at large? Yeah. And he's, you see Ed Kemper lean back, cross his arms, and he goes, in North America currently, 35. Jesus Christ. And he looks at him and he goes, 35? And he was like, yeah, but you're not going to catch all of them. Yeah. And he goes, what do you mean? And he says, the only way that you'll catch them is if they want to give up. Yeah. He says, that's the only reason that they got me. Yeah. And later in time... Obviously, more current time, like 2005, when BTK was caught. <coughs> Excuse me. It was because Josh was saying that he pretty much gave himself up. Yeah. He was taunting the police for years. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it was just like, hey, come get me. Yeah. Like, I don't feel he, like doing it anymore. Yeah, that's what it was. Where he just got, he got to a point where he was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's not that they don't want to, but it's just like physically, they, they can't keep running. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it was just shocking to at that time. So it would be 77, saying that there was 35 serial killers at large. Yeah. And you think about all these other ones that weren't caught until years later, like Green, the Green River Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Boston Strangler, that was right around that time? Or was that um, earlier? Yeah, so I'm looking right here, and it says like some of the ones that could come up in Season 2. One of them, yeah, was BTK. Another one is the uh, the stalking strangler, um, David Carpenter, uh, the trailside killer, mm-hmm. uh, Carmine Calibro. Um, I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, they could on some interviews they could interview Gacy, Jesus uh, Christ, um, Ted Bundy, Ed Gain. They could do. They said they had they were gonna try to have interviews with uh, Manson and Berkowitz, but still, I mean, you look at you look at some of those. And those, are, those are just heavy hitter names in general. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, there's a couple other ones. Herbert Mullen, I've never heard of that before. See, that one is um, that's one that in uh, not this book, but I picked up another book as well that I'll get to in reading. Um, that his name is actually referenced several times. Yeah. So I uh, I put a lot of like those little tabs, mm-hmm. like cliff notes, right, yeah. for uh, future reading. I didn't yeah. get a chance to bring the book with me today, but um, possibly next week I okay. will uh, bring the book with me. Yeah, so just to go back a second, it said that uh, the Atlanta child murders were from 79 to 81. Okay. And the killer killed 28 African Americans, mostly children under the age of 15. Jesus Christ. What was, uh, what was his name? Uh, it didn't say the name, but that's pretty much, uh, pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. So they'll definitely have something that they can uh, go forth with in the next season. Yeah. Or oncoming seasons, because... It seems like this this show definitely uh, picked up some steam. Yeah, definitely. But um, anything else that you? Uh... Um, the only other thing I, I watched a couple episodes of uh, Black Mirror. Uh, ah, I yes. watched the entire season. You did? Season, yeah. Okay, I haven't gotten through the entire one yet. I've watched um, the Space Fleet one. I did. I watched the uh, first one, USS, USS Callister. Yeah. Yep, that was a good one. That yeah. was that was good. Yeah. Um, I I heard they did some like really like in depth. Like Star Trek stuff to get that done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the uh, I read somewhere the main guy even did um, like voice coaching so that he could get it spot on to uh, William Shatner. It was pretty. It was eerily close. Mm-hmm. I like when I first like when I heard him talking sitting in the captain's chair. I was yeah. like, wow, this is eerie. Yeah, when I first the first like ten minutes of the episode, I could not determine if that guy playing like the main character. If he was uh, Matt Damon in like ugly makeup, <laughs> because it looked just like him, and even when his regular voice, when he was just talking like in the office, that's awesome. He sounded like fucking Matt Damon. He sounded like they had like the same fucking voice. It was real. I was like, this looks like ugly Matt Damon. It's really weird. his name's like Jesse Jesse Plums or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, supposedly he was on like a couple episodes of Breaking Bad, but I don't think I ever got that far. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, that episode was good. How many did you watch? I watched the USS Callister. Um, I flipped over to Black Museum after that. Okay. Yeah. I jumped around. That one. one was a really good one. Black yeah. Museum was so good. Yeah. Um, those like those two episodes, along with many other episodes in past seasons, have a very common theme of uh, having a digital copy of your like consciousness trapped yes. somewhere eternally. Yeah. Like that is a very common thread in a lot of Black America. It is. The whole horror is being trapped eternally somewhere digitally where you like can't die. Yeah. It's like they deal with that shit a lot. I found it interesting, and I was like, because I started thinking about it afterwards for the like the Callister one, and I was like, was it actually them? I mean, I know it was like to to them to the copies in there. Yeah. It's them, so it might as well be. You so know? that's what that's what I was wondering. I was like, was it? You know, the, obviously they. You know, felt like they were pulled from their real life. Right. Um, but it, and then you see them in the real life, and they're still the same. And I'm like, yeah, that got me thinking. I'm like, oh, you know, must like, yeah, like you said, been a part of them. Yeah. It's basically like if you were to c- clone one of us, and the clone would have no idea that it wasn't the real one of us. Exactly. So it's just basically the same person. Um. So yeah, I watched first USS Callister, then um Black Museum, and then I went back to um Archangel. Yes. Which wasn't too bad. I mean, yeah. I kind of saw the ending coming. Yeah, definitely. That was, yeah. I think that was one of the weaker ones of the season. Yeah. It was a good storyline, though. Yeah. Um, and then I, I had started um, 
think Crocodile. Yeah. But I didn't get to finish it yet. Is that the like that's the one, one? Was that the black and white one? No, that's Metalhead. Okay. Uh, that one was great. It's I didn't like, get I didn't get a chance to watch that uh, one yet. That one's like a really good small contained not like over explained story too. I really like All that right. one. Uh, that's Metalhead. The Crocodile it was the one where they hit they hit the guy on the bike and then try to cover oh, it. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I have to watch that the rest of that one and then um, Metalhead, Metalhead and, and there's then one other one. Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ. That Hang the DJ is probably one of my favorite ones. Really? Yeah, it was really All good. Right. I gotta check that one out then, probably sometime like uh, in the next few days. I think Hang the DJ and Metalhead were probably like two of my favorites. I would definitely say uh, USS Callister and uh, Black Museum yeah. were my favorite ones. But it was an amazing season, as always. No, like, there were no episodes that I didn't like. They are, like, just like in every past season, there has never been an episode of Black Mirror that I didn't like. Exactly. I, I just loved some over others. But, like, uh, it was so good. And it was six episodes, which is nice. I mean, the first episode, USS Callister and Black Museum were both, like, an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes each. So they're, like, almost movies. And all the other ones are, like, 40 to 55 minutes. So they're so long. And, like, you get... You get plenty. I just hope that we get another season within like the next two years. I know, yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> it takes forever. But uh, they're all just like show. mini movies. I know. That's yeah. what it is. Like some of them are like an hour long, but other ones are like hour forty minutes, and it's like this is a movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a. It's. I don't want to say a low budget, but it's a mini production movie. Yeah. And some of them, even in their short time, create worlds that you like. You could make a whole show or a whole movie. Oh, absolutely. Like. Movie series, like Metalhead especially, when you see that, the world that it creates, even the, it doesn't give you much information on the world, but just the world that you see there, you could make a whole series or, like, movies about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's really good like that. Yeah, and that was the same thing, like, even with, um, what is it, Black Museum. Yeah. You know, you could definitely create a whole contained world within that. Same thing with uh, USS Callister. Yeah, yeah. You know, that could be something that could branch out over time. Oh, also, in USS Callister, you know, at the end, uh, when they break into the actual game world, and then some, like, random Xbox Live douchebag kid uh, <laughs> calls him, like, gay or something, and, like, yep. tells him to get out of his sector of space, that's Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. I knew it! <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah, because I looked on IMDb, like, I was looking at all the people in all the episodes, and I was like, Aaron Paul, then and it, it was, like, it was, like uncredited gamer or something like that. The name, like, oh, shit. The name sounded familiar, uh, the voice sounded familiar, and then I'm pretty sure when he said bitch, I was like, oh, that's Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that was all you watched? Um, for the most part, yeah. I'm trying to think if, um, you know, I watched some other things, like, uh, you know. I, wa I watched Casper not too long ago. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I talked through most of it. I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you see that cactus over there? Bitch, you can't finish me off by the time we get there. <laughs> I heard a lot of good feedback from people. Really? So, Very good. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was uh, fun to do, so I got no problem doing another one. Oh, I, I look forward to the next <laughs> one. Yeah. Did we talk about what we might want to do next? Or is uh, there any, like, ideas? I was going to say, is there a list? Uh, I, I deleted the list I had before because probably most of them are off Netflix, but... Uh, all I pretty much gotta do is go through like the family movies on Netflix. That's where I found Casper. And we'll, shit. we'll destroy it. Yeah, and stuff like that is the easiest to make fun of. So, all right. So, uh, so uh, well, the other thing is, let's throw it out there to the other people, the listeners. Yeah. If you have something that you want to hear right. with audio commentary, that's easily attainable for most people. Like it's on a streaming service. Yes, or, like Netflix. Or even or, if it's on YouTube, something old that's on YouTube. Yeah, or Hulu. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, uh, 
Send us an email. Right. Um, What's the email again? Podcast <laughs> at nerdinput.com. Okay, I don't remember it. So. Very simple. I, ba- I barely remember my work email address. <laughs> Podcast at nerdinput.com. Um, so, Nick, would you would you watch anything else? I pretty much watch the same thing. Okay. So, um, uh, I, that's, I'm halfway through re-watching Mindhunter. Okay. And uh, another good thing, like the soundtrack in there is so Oh, it's good. amazing. Is the soundtrack's it? amazing in there. It's it's almost like a... kind of kind of reminds me of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Like how it has that very 70s... It also had a little bit of a supernatural feel when you're watching it. It's got like... It, rock, what's like, that? Classic rock stuff. Yeah, like when they were in the car you riding got, together. You got them in the car. They're like going... You, there's like a, a montage of them going like to all these burger places and um, hotels where they're like, you know, on shitty beds yeah. and... Um, they're buying like random stuff at convenience stores. Like it'll show... They're going to change a tire. And, yeah. Um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then you got like the gruff... FBI guy in Tench, he's kind of like Dean. Yep. And you got the uh, kind of like squeaky clean, goody goody guy who's kind of like Sam. Yeah. So li- listen up, Meg. Come on, just <laughs> it's like supernatural, basically. But, supernatural based on reality. But the, the, the demons are real serial killers, <laughs> and um, uh, just please watch it yeah. so we can talk about it. Well, yeah, we want to get more in depth with this shit. Yeah, we don't have anything really else to watch since we blasted through all of Black Mirror in like the last week. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think we watched. The, I think we watched the whole thing in like two days. Um, so yeah, we have nothing else current that we're watching. So we probably, we'll probably check that out. Um, all right. Well, I watched some some stuff. I watched a movie that I've had. I've had the movie and two sequels on my list on Netflix for a long time. Casper. No, they don't have that. Wait, do fuck. They, they might have the sequels. I don't know. They do a whole fucking saga, the Casper saga. <laughs> they, pro- they probably don't have the sequels. I don't know. Um, but I watched Cube from 1997. Oh, I remember. Yeah, wow. I remember that. And I I wanted to watch it because I like move. I like those thriller type movies where like people are captured and they have to do certain things to try to escape. Okay. Kind of like Saw, but more mellow Saw. You know? Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know what's kind of like that? What? Mindhunter. Yeah, well, that sounds good. <laughs> Stop plugging <laughs> it, all right? <laughs> you get a fucking dollar every time you say it? <laughs> Mindhunter, written by... Available in Charles local Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> Um, Stop holding up the book. It's creepy. <laughs> There's no cameras in here. Are there cameras in here? <laughs> uh, we could go live. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, I thought Q would be like, oh, there's a fucking, there's a movie on Netflix that I th- was hoping Q would be like, where people are, are get invited to like this dinner party. And okay. they, they all have to, they play like some game where they all have to do something like really fucked up. I can't remember what the fuck's going on. There's another one that's kind of like that. I watched it not too long ago. Um, I didn't remember talking about it because it, I don't want to say it wasn't all that great, mm-hmm. but it, it, it kind of had that like saw, yeah. like escape vibe. Uh, it was called circle. Yeah. That's on my list too. I haven't watched that yet. Check that one okay. out. It's that... probably better than cube because cube sucked balls. <laughs> cube was all right. I fucking hate it. It was so bad. I, I, I wanted to finish it just cause I was like, I gotta, I gotta see where this goes, but it's fucking <laughs> terrible. And like. I was convinced, like, it would have been way better if it ended my way. I was convinced that the retarded guy was in on it and would, at the end, drop the being retarded act and then, like, walk out confidently. It's not not usual suspects. (laughs) Well, I thought. No, no, no. We're thinking a scary movie, Officer Doofy. (laughs) Yeah. I said, don't, 
disturb me when I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> stop, mom says, stop putting your dick in the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, he what's, ends up being wrong with that. He ends up, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. The mother just told him not to do it. Yeah. I assume he was cl- wasting bags by filling them with seed. <laughs> this is before, this is before bag <laughs> summary mm-hmm. i mean granted the acting was definitely subpar yeah it could have been better yeah but the the plot of it was definitely pretty sound yeah it was, the premise is fine the premise was good i just don't i think they just left you with way too many questions like but that's, they didn't fl- like i know it's supposed to be a mystery that's the reason why there's sequels yeah, yeah but have you seen the sequels nope they, i i guarantee <laughs> they don't go into like why all this shit is there which is really what i wanted to know <laughs> And, like, I understand there's something there's something to be said about, like, leaving all that shit, like, up to your own mind. But, like, they don't explain. Like, everyone was, uh, why are we trapped here? I don't know. Oh, everyone's dead. Goodbye. The Rattani guy's alive. <laughs> like, he, he fucking loves gumdrops. Credits. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> he probably just died as soon as he got outside. Anyways, in the middle of the desert, he probably just ate a handful of sand and died. <laughs> but, fucking moron. It just, like, I, I need much more closure than that at the end of a movie. Just, like, something else. It, it, I just, it really left me wanting more, so I, I'm, I have no... I can't, won't be able to watch the other ones. But I will watch Circle, because... Uh, Definitely watch Circle. Um, the one thing that I will say about it... Oh, I remember the one of the, the dinner party one. I was, uh, Would You Rather? That's the other one. That okay. Was that movie's good. All right. I like that one. Uh, the one thing I will say about Circle, uh, definitely keep an open mind. Yeah. You know, because uh, it gets a little twisty. Yeah. So, but definitely just keep an open mind. Good story. Good yeah. story. We'll say that. But um, yeah, I think you. I think you would enjoy it. Okay. Because okay. I know you. You referenced obviously Saw. Yeah. It's not as like gory or like I, hostile. I would prefer. Like, I like the aspect of Saw. I'm talking about is like the thriller aspect of like how they kind of. It's like they're doing an escape room that just is really really difficult to do, and you have to mutilate yourself to get out. Like. I just like the escape, the like thriller aspect of like trying to figure out who's behind what, or like trying to in circle like decide who's gets to live or something like that. Yes, I like stuff like that. Just the thriller aspect. No, I don't care about the gore. Or anything all right, like that. then I I, I I would suggest that. Okay. Um. All right. So Cube. Uh, I also I watched a documentary. Hypercube. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cube, Cube two and Cube Hypercube are documentaries. <laughs> on is behind the scenes of the worst movie ever made, Cube. It's like the very first disaster I did, except that it's about Cube. Uh, uh. But I watched Forty Year Old Virgins documentary. <laughs> oh. I can only imagine. Yes, this is not Steve Carell. This is uh, weird, sad British people that can't have, don't have sex. So can't or won't both. 
impotence? No, they can't. They can physically. They can't, they're able. Yeah, yeah. Mentally, they can't. Like retarded? No, no. <laughs> In my experience, retarded people love MSAs. <laughs> I mean, come on, look at I am Sam. No, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm basing this on, off my uh, off my high school where they had to shut down the pool area multiple times in my four-year tenure there because uh, retarded kids would get caught fucking in the pool and they would have to drain and clean it. <laughs> yes. This is going into miscellaneous happenings. Okay. I, I, I saved the rest of this story for the, for the okay. miscellaneous. Well, I pretty much just said the whole thing. That's pretty much it. I don't know any more details. Oh, okay. I didn't so. know if this was like something that you watched. No, no. It's all out there. I never went near the fucking pool. <laughs> <laughs> if you were non-retarded, you always got out of having to swim in any of your gym classes. Oh, all right. Because like they tell you fresh, they tell all the freshmen, freshmen, like one, one, like third, like you take gym for one semester every year okay and uh it's split up into like thirds we have one activity another activity another activity and they tell you that for one like cycle you have to do a pool related one and it's fucking like because no one i know had ever done anything with the pool and then come to find out time people just be fucking in all the time busting nuts all up in that pool <laughs> i don't want to get that shit on me i'll catch it <laughs> uh, I don't want to catch the retarding. <laughs> yeah, the, the down gene. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get get some of that seat on you. All of a sudden, your neck gets wider and your tongue swells up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of complaints on this episode. Oh <laughs> uh, god. Uh, so, forty year old virgins. It, it focuses on two people. I think they're both from England. Actually, the woman might have been from like Scotland or something. I can't remember. But uh, so they both traveled to America. To see, then they don't know each other. They like they never their stories never intertwine. It just follows these two separate people going okay. to two separate places in America to see sex therapists. Uh, man, the man goes somewhere in California. I don't know if the woman is also in California, but they see different people. And uh, uh, the man goes to a woman who's like a sex therapist slash psychiatrist. Uh, she's basically just an old whore that <laughs> <laughs> fucks a bunch of people as therapy. Go and, on. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, but it just gets into, like, the fact that, like, these people, uh, like, growing up, they just, like, never had sex, and at some point, it became, like, pretty much, a, at least for the man, like, a mental block where, like, he, well, he's so old now, how's he gonna, like, have sex for the first time? He's, like, 40 years old or approaching 40. Um, I'm sorry, but if I was in that, like, predicament, I'd just rape people. Yeah, that's not what I was going to say, but yeah, I was going to say I'd pay for it, because that's what I said while watching it. Uh, no, 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 I'm not giving up my hard-earned <laughs> money for that shit. Well, no. I mean, you can pay for it, and then you have sex with them, and then you just kill them afterwards and take money back. Like, I like Grant, that's all that's Very true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Very true. When I was watching it, I was like, if I had gotten to like 30 or something like that, I would just be paying for sex at that point, just oh, to absolutely. get it over with. Um, but yeah, so that was like the guy's problem, and then you find out that he was like somewhat traumatized by... <laughs> This is pretty funny, actually, because uh, he wasn't, like, raped or anything like that, which would also be funny, uh, but he, like, he was hanging out with a bunch of his friends when he was a kid, and one of his friends pantsed him, and, like, so his dick was out, and then, like, a big group of girls was, like, pointing and laughing at his cock like a fucking cartoon, and so he was, like, he, he was convinced that he had, like, a weird dick, I guess, but then uh, the sex therapist pretty much, uh, uh, after she finally sees his dick, like, uh, admits to camera that he, she just seems that, says that apparently he's just a grower, not a shower, because once he had, like, a fucking boner, he has a normal dick. So, like, but he was worried about it, because no one ever seen it before, except for that traumatizing time. So, basically, he works with this sex ther therapist with, like, uh, increasingly more and more amounts of, like, intimacy, 
until they finally end up, he has sex with her, and then he ends up going home after that, so he finally did have sex. The woman sees a, sep- a woman psychiatrist and then a male sex therapist who they pretty much try the same approach, except the woman flat out tells the guy that she doesn't find him sexually attractive and she doesn't think she's going to be able to do it. So she really doesn't get that far in showing any type of intimacy. And uh, she never has sex with him or anything like that and just goes home and then says she'll just like, try to find a boyfriend on her own or something like that. But it was actually pretty funny how honest she was with the guy. And uh, she, she's basically like, I want to fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that, it was only like 45 minutes, too. It was kind of short, so it was pretty interesting. All right. Uh, it was on Netflix, 40-Year-Old Virgins. Um, already talked about Black Mirror. Uh, I watched uh, the n- two new Dave Chappelle stand-up specials. Oh, that's one of the... Yeah, I watched... Um, the first one. Equanimity. Yep. Yeah. But I didn't watch the second one, though. That was one of the ones where it was like, you know, flipping through the channels, and I was like, all right, I watched the first one. Yeah. I'm going to watch the uh, Black Mirror episode now. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so the first one was excellent. Like, just as good as the other two in the last collection. Um, the second one, the second one was fine. It was uh, it was him, like, sitting down in a very intimate uh, comedy club. Like, he was just sitting on a very small stage, like, this close to the audience, basically. And, uh, but it was a lot more, like, story-driven. Like, it was him telling stories that not, that would go very long between punchlines. And it was, like, kind of, I mean, I kind of preachy at, like, at a lot of points. There were some, like, hilarious parts to it. Like, uh, it did make me laugh. But it was less of a stand-up special and more of just, like, uh, an intimate evening with Dave Chappelle, basically. Him sitting there. All right. Um, worth watching, though. I mean, I love Dave Chappelle, so it's worth watching. He kind of gets into uh, him leaving Chappelle's show like at the peak of its success and turning away like $20 million and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gets into the reasons to why he did it, but he ends the special with like talking about a story of this, uh, of this pimp. Is this book that he's talking about from like the 80s or something like that that he talks about that he told people to read if they want to know why he left. And he tells a story from that book about this pimp. And, uh, so he says he tells that story, and then he basically says that that's why he walked away. So if you want to pull the reason from that story, it was kind of I didn't really get what he was trying to say, mm-hmm. but uh, it's probably just because I'm not smart enough. So <laughs> if you guys see it, maybe you can understand what he's talking about. <laughs> but um, uh, there was one hilarious part of the sit down one, which I have to just say now. I mean, it'll still be funny if you guys watch it, anyways. But he's talking about Michael Jackson and how he like people claimed he was a pedophile and stuff like that without any like real evidence and talking about how his his house like neverland rat ranch how he doesn't think it was like a, a had all that awesome kid shit to like lure kids there he just thought he wanted michael jackson wanted to be like the jay-z of kids he said so like kids would come over and be like oh man i, I love like cotton candy he's like oh you like cotton candy i got a cotton candy machine makes a thousand pounds of cotton candy a day take as much as you want so he wanted he just thought he wanted to be like the most ball in the ball kids basically is what michael jackson wanted so then at one point he's saying like he's talking about them having a sleepover with the kids. So it's Michael Jackson and the kids and what the kids says to him. Uh, so I thought he kind of like suck our dicks or something. And he goes, oh, you faggot ass kids. <laughs> I started dying. Like that was Michael Jackson's reaction to a kid asking him if he was going to suck his dick. He's getting grossed out and calling him faggot ass kids. 
It was Michael Jackson called me a faggot. <laughs> it was just the funniest. Like uh, it came out of nowhere. I was like, his reaction. Ugh! It was so I was fucking losing it. That's by far the funniest part. The second special, but all right. Like I said, the second special is much less of a standard uh, comedy routine. And also, I think it might be his last special, maybe forever, because as you saw in the first special, he talks about how he's thinking about how he's thinking about wanting to leave comedy because he's just yeah. so fucking good at it. That like where he does the whole reverse punchline thing. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it was really good. He's like, see, he's like, I'm, he's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I'm fucking, I'm dope at comedy. I'm just so good at it. And he's like, it, it makes me not want to do it anymore. And then he talks about that more in the second one. So I really think that he might be done for almost for good. Maybe until he's like a fucking old man at this point. So uh, definitely watch both of them because you never know when he might not come out with another one for the rest of his life. True. Um, it's funny. He mentions he like I just put like a bunch of punchlines in a fishbowl. Yeah. And he's like I pull one out. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think he was like this one says right here I punched her in the pussy. So, yep. so I kicked her in the pussy. That was yeah. It, yeah. And he finds a way to work that in. Yeah. To something during the during the set. And it was funny how he um because I actually saw it uh myself and I love how he just out of nowhere and he just goes. And I kicked her in the pussy. Yeah. The crowd goes wild. Yeah. Goes, See, I told you I was going to do it, and you still didn't know what's coming. That's how good I am. Uh, so, yeah, that was really good. Um, other than that, the only other thing I watched was a... I watched, like, ten fucking episodes of Catfish. <laughs> that TV show. Oh, my God. I really like that show. I've seen most episodes, and I watched probably, like, five episodes, like, a month ago when I was in Seattle, because... I just had, like, hotel TV to watch, and it was fucking on MTV for, like, hours and hours at a time. But then uh, Megan was watching it on Hulu, so I just, I watched a bunch of the episodes I didn't see, so. But, uh, I find that show hilarious because of how stupid people are. Like, the most ridiculous thing is people not knowing who's in their league and who's not. Oh, absolutely. And, and I guess I blame the internet, because none of these people have, most, for the most part, they never had had a real relationship. True. Like, in real life, before their quote-unquote real relationship that they have with some fake person online but like they are some fucking hideous ass troll people oh there's some show. fucking ghouls on that fucking and show think, and they think that they're dating this fucking like goddamn model it's ridiculous it's, it's like it's true do you have mirrors at your house like you should you should know that like that's not you two aren't even close to each other um but yeah it all it just Every single episode ends pretty much the same. It's never the person. It's only been the person, like... I just want to see that one episode that breaks out into, like, violent gunfire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just rage. Absolute blue-balled rage. Yeah, just one of those things where he goes and <laughs> knocks on the fucking door, and it's, like, this 350-pound dude. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I'm Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I just Shirley. wanted to be like... You want to hit this pussy or what? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you can get me in my back pussy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah go want, back and give me some back shots. I just want, I just want that one dude to just be like, "Fuck this!" Uh, yeah, and then just start <laughs> unloading clips and kill go. fucking those goddamn closet homos and even Max, the host of the show, but go totally fucking each other, dude. Neville make the shittiest, dumbest like pun joke every episode. He'll do like one an episode, and Max will explode into laughter, like borderline rolling on the goddamn floor, and like you only laugh like that at a joke that terrible. If you two are having constant sex, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But like in the ten or more episodes that I've watched in the past couple of days, uh, there's only been two that turned out to—I think it was two—that turned out to be the actual person. And both of those 
Megan and I both said right at the beginning as soon as we saw the pictures, oh yeah, that person's real. Because the fucking person in the pictures wasn't very good looking. So why the fuck would you choose ugly pictures just to send someone? True. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a predictable show, but it's still entertaining because like people are just so fucking dumb and I love watching dumb people. Um, so yeah, that's it. Besides wrestling. this week's wrestling yet. That's why I can't remember anything. Yep. Usually I'm only one day removed from watching wrestling, and now I am... Zero. Yeah. Hey, hey, help me. Uh, What do I say? Can you remember anything that happened in wrestling last week? Um, tag team titles changed hands. Did they? Wait, which ones? The... Well, technically both. Yeah, well, the the SmackDown ones went right back, right? Yeah, Yeah, but the the Raw ones... No, no, wait, that happened on... That happened a week before? That happened on Christmas. Well, we still didn't talk about it because we did the Casper commentary. That's true. All right, yeah, so, uh, uh, Sheamus and, no, who was the champ? Sheamus and Cesaro lost the titles to, um... Seth Rollins and Seth Jason Rollins. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> which, which pissed me off because they, I wanted to send you this article. Um, his original partner, who was supposed to be his tag team partner... Jason then, Jordan? No. Uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins' original partner. Well, his original partner was supposed to be Dean Ambrose. Yeah. But obviously he's out with an injury. Right, right. And uh, his fill-in that they were going to use... Don't say it. it yeah. Finn Balor? Yes. Oh, my God. And they went with Jason Jordan instead. I was like, are you fucking kidding well, me? I'm hoping that it's just because they have bigger plans for Finn Balor. Because one thing I do remember is that Finn Balor had some like short backstage thing with him talking with him entering the Royal Rumble. And I honestly think that he's a strong contender to win the Royal Rumble and have that be his return to his Universal Championship. True. Which is what I am praying for come Royal Rumble. Which All right. I, which I can't wait for. It's, uh, what, like three weeks from now? Basically. Yeah. The 28th. Um, but yeah, he's like he's my pick to win. I think it would be a smart way for them to finally put him back in the Universal uh Championship. I'm still going to have my main pick. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, I would fi- I wouldn't get mad at that either. If it came down to Stone Cold and Finn Balor, I wouldn't be mad if Stone Cold threw Finn Balor out of the ring. I mean, it'd be ridiculous. It'd be one of those things where you're just like, I'm not mad at this at all. <laughs> it should be someone that it should be a hologram of Chris Benoit. He just comes out with a fucking noose like a lasso and he's just fucking wrangling people and pulling them out of the ring. It's all hitting people with pillows. It's all hologram of people that's still going down. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking horribly pretending that they're getting hit. Oh, God. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm hoping that's what that's where they go with him. I, I would like to see that. I feel like I'm always wrong, so especially when it comes to guys I like. Uh, well, this is uh, both brands. Yeah. So... Shit could get crazy though. Like it could be one of those things that a winner from SmackDown could go for the Universal Title. Could go for the Universal Title. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about the women's first ever women's Royal Rumble. That yes. Especially since they announced it's going to be a full thirty women. Yes. And there's no way near thirty women on the. So on you know that there. Crosses. You know that there's going to be. There's going to be new signees. There's going to be yep. NXT women. Yep. It's going to be like May Young Classic women that probably haven't even been on NXT yet. Yep. Uh, so there's going to be a lot there's, of surprises. There's talks that uh, the biggest superstar could be coming to the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah? Ronda Rousey. 
god. Because she already signed with WWE. Did she? She signed her contract. Yeah, she was at. She's been at NXT like uh, in the, in the crowd of NXT, yep. which is usually they always show people in the crowd of NXT before they end up yep. showing up on NXT. But so, yeah. uh, but from what I've heard, she's already been at the uh, the performance center, mm-hmm. and she's taking bumps yeah. and she's getting in it. All right. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if I saw Ronda Rousey coming out of the uh, the tunnel. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking forward to it because there's always tons of surprises, and it's it's probably the most fun uh, pay per view of the year. You're gonna see a lot of classic wrestlers, uh, both yeah. male and female. Fucking Tatanka, fucking Shaq. Tatanka. Tatanka came out two years ago. Uh, yeah, I think it was two years ago. Was it? Yeah, it was either that. I know or... Big Daddy Cool Diesel came out. Did he? That was a couple of years back. I don't remember. But Tatanka came out. I can't remember now. I, it's either that or it was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal from two years ago. But Tatanka. Diamond Dallas Page. I believe Diamond Dallas Page yep. was in the one way AJ Styles premiere two years ago. Yes. Uh, um, Shaq was there. Like, there's crazy shit that happens. All right, awesome. I'm, I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to say these four wrestlers are going to show up. Calm alone. <laughs> Chris Benoit is going to show up. Chris Benoit's hologram. Test is going to show up. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. And British Bulldog. Viscera. <laughs> He's still alive. No, he's not. I thought he was still alive. No, Big Daddy B or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, he's dead. He's bad dead. Umaga. Umaga. Umaga's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Hang on, let me pull up my list of dead wrestlers. <laughs> Wait a second, let me pull up my, Sean tool, O'Hare. my giant thick tome of dead wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, Sean yeah, O'Hare. Sean O'Hare, he'll show up. Uh, anyone else? Is Rikishi dead? Is, is, is Rikishi dead? No, he's alive. Because <laughs> Uso's dead. Oh, yeah. He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> One heart coming in from the rafters. Oh! oh <laughs> they just drop a fucking scarecrow with a Ma- Owen Hart mask on him. Like, oh, it happened again! <laughs> Blue blazer and everything. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. <laughs> See y'all in hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm looking forward to the Royal Rumble. It's, I my, am. it's my favorite pay-per-view of the year. It's the most fun. Uh, just because the best part about wrestling is having surprise people show up out of that's, nowhere. That has to be the best thing. And that's where that shit goes down. So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say. Oh, I, I did watch one episode of Total Divas because Megan watched a few episodes of it and so she watched the newest one on Hulu when I was home. Okay. Uh, it's not bad. How much did you jerk off later? <sighs> not a lot because they barely, they barely <laughs> showed Maurice. Or, I guess Alexa Bliss was actually in it a lot, but like... They follow around, uh, I can't remember what that, like, I don't even know. Who, I guess it was mostly about Alexa Bliss, I feel like, that episode. But, like, most of the women are just such, like, Natalia and Lana, they're such bitches. Like, it's just, like, they're so, like, catty with each other and shit. It's ridiculous. But, like, uh, but, yeah, Megan, <laughs> Megan was saying before I even watched it how, like, watching that show makes her really like Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax because they're, like, the most... Like, they're best friends in real life. Oh, yeah. And, like, Alexa Bliss is the most normal, like, on the show. She's not, like, a weird, bitchy, like, person like everyone else. Or, like, her character is on TV. Um, but, yeah, it's not a bad show. If you want to watch, like, a real housewife show that ha- has a wrestling tinge to it. Okay. Plus, Rusev is in it. And Rusev is fucking adorable. He's just a big, goofy retard. Yeah. I love Rusev. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, that's it for wrestling. We'll move on. Wait. Have you read, any, read, read anything that wasn't Mindhunter? <laughs> Something kind of close to it, but, yeah. Okay. I bought two books that okay, related right. to it. All right, we'll go. I just didn't know if we were going to skip reading because I didn't read shit. We can if you want. It doesn't matter to me. Do you have shit to say about the, what you read? I didn't read it yet. Oh, okay. But, so I, bought, <laughs> but I bought the books. <laughs> That's all you have nothing to say. Say the title right now. Mike Lionhunter? No, I thought you bought another book. 
I did. What's the title? Uh, Serial Killer Files. Alright, moving on to video games. <laughs> oh, I just read. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. What's video games? Oh, uh, I remember now. I'm just gonna hit a random button. <laughs> I haven't played anything. Alright, Josh. I had, like, two weeks off. <laughs> I had too much time, I didn't do shit. I, I had two weeks off and I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's um, partially because um, I moved in with uh, Kayla. Oh, excellent. Congratulations. So, I've been slowly bringing my stuff in, but yeah. it's, I have, like, the, um, <laughs> I have the small, like, Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Yeah. I brought that, and then I'm like, I'm going to get the PlayStation later because she already has Xbox. Okay, yeah. And all of, like, the Hulu and right. um, Netflix are on there. So it's like, all right, got to bring mine over and then figure yeah. out what we're doing with the Xbox. All right. Um, but I, I do... I do intend. I have attentions. I have attentions. Six weeks until I get my next vacation, and <laughs> damn it, I'm going to play something. <laughs> Hey, maybe we'll get a snowstorm before then. You never know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I got a couple uh, three-day weekends coming up. I got uh, this nice. weekend with Martin Luther King Day. I got a. Uh, Is that next Monday? Yep. It's this upcoming Monday. Oh shit, that's awesome because I have this. This Friday is one of my scheduled Fridays off. So Hell yeah! I got a four-day weekend. Uh, All right. <laughs> so yeah, maybe, maybe we could squeeze in a movie commentary. Ooh. We could. We could. We do have a weekend. Though. I'll bring the biz. We gotta, uh, we're at your house. I know exactly. You better, you better bring them. I'm gonna bring them from the store to my house because I'm almost out. I'm not. I'm not coming here bringing <laughs> gifts. Is it this weekend? What? I was gonna say there's football on this weekend. Oh, that's right. It's playoffs. I always forget that there's football on Saturdays. Yeah. So. Well, um, hopefully the Patriots but, lose, and then we'll be playing next week. You better watch your you're fucking just, Fuck them in the ass. Fuck them. You're just bitter because all those rumors about Belichick going to the Giants fell through. I don't want him going to the Giants. Yeah, oh, you do want him going I to don't. the Giants. I don't. I don't want him there because I don't want... Because people... All these people around here... You know how people, like, have a favorite player growing up or something like that? Yep. And then they'll, he go, he'll go to another team, and then they'll become fans of that team just because they love the player so much. You don't want people being I don't want chip. fucking these scumbags around here becoming, like, fake fans of the Giants because Bill <laughs> Belichick's there now and they're just a fan of Belichick. They can go fuck their assholes. <laughs> fuck their own assholes. Fuck their own assholes with a shovel. Or a lunchbox, whatever you want. <laughs> just that image. <laughs> oh. uh, so, I have been, so, I've been playing two games. Do you, do you, do you smell toast? Uh, yeah, I'm taking some earlier, so now I can't tell if I'm having a stroke or not. Um, so, I've been playing the shit out of Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild for Switch. How is it? It's excellent. I got it for Wii U when it first came out. I played it on Wii U for like an hour. I don't really care. I'm just trying to keep the conversation going. Yeah, but I, well, I was going to talk about it anyway. Okay. <laughs> but I just couldn't get, it, I couldn't get into it. Um... I don't know if like some other game came out or something like that and I started playing that instead, but I couldn't get into it on Wii U even though it's the exact same game. I wanted to get it for Switch, so I got it for Switch for Christmas. And it's just so much better being able to sit like on the couch while Megan's watching TV and I can just play Zelda on the couch next to her on like handheld on the Switch. Okay. So I'm actually I've actually almost finished it. I played it so much. So like in the game, there's four divine beasts they call them, which are basically the dungeons of this Zelda. All right. And I finished all four of them. So the last thing I have to do is go to Hyrule Castle and face uh, Calamity Ganon, who's the, the main villain. 
So I'm probably going to stop. I don't know how long that takes, but I'm probably going to stop doing that uh, tonight after you guys leave. All right. Uh, and see how far I get and probably went, and then finish up with that game. And then I'll go back to the other game that I already started, uh, which is Assassin's Creed Origins, the newest one. Okay. Uh, because I've played and beaten every single mainline Assassin's Creed game. I don't even know. There's been probably like 10 of them. I don't know. I played played and beaten Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, 3, Black Flag, uh, Rogue, Unity, Syndicate, and now uh, playing Origins. So the 10th the tenth one in the main series. And uh, this one, they've finally gone like pretty much full-on action RPG. Like all the other games uh, have been creeping towards having like RPG elements where like you maybe get new gear and stuff like that. New weapons or new, uh, new armor that has like different properties. They've never really had much of a leveling up system. They've always had like new skill unlocks and stuff like that. But this game is like a straight up RPG. You have a numbered level that like you level up when you get enough experience. You have like tiered, like Diablo tiered gear with like different rarity, like in the division, like different okay. rarity levels of gear. They have that. Um, you can go to a different area. You can go to like a new area of the world, which the world map is huge. And if you're not the right up to the right level for it, you will get fucking murdered in one hit, no problem. Like it is straight up RPG, full on now. No which is shit. Great. And the, they changed the combat up a lot. It used to be like really easy, just like counter based combat. You could like insta kill a bunch of people. But now it's very reminiscent of like a Dark Souls esque game where it's focused on like you lock the camera on one guy and you have to like strafe around and like block and dodge and stuff like that and then like get you try to get your hits in when you can no shit so it's much more deliberately paced combat than the previous assassin's creed games but i think it really works well with the new like uh full-on rpg mode that the game's in so i I really i've already played it probably like three or four hours just like because right when i picked it up i wanted to get into it and see how it was while i was still playing breath of the wild so once i finish breath of the wild i'm gonna jump full into assassin's creed and probably play that to completion awesome um but I also picked up a shit ton of games because every year, uh, right after Christmas, probably for the past, like, fucking, I don't know, probably like 10 years, GameStop always has a buy two, get one free, free owned game sale. So I always get gift cards uh, to GameStop. So I got six other games, I think. I, bought, I was going to buy Assassin's Creed Origins as one of these six pre owned games, but the, uh, pre owned, it was $55, but uh, it was new. On sale at GameStop for thirty dollars, so I just bought a new copy for thirty dollars and got six other games. So wait, so the pre-owned one was more than more the... expensive, just because like they don't when they put a game on sale, they don't always necessarily put the pre-owned one on sale as well. And in this case, they didn't, so the new one was. I was gonna say that's like a horrible fucking like <laughs> yeah. business model. Yeah, it's one... like hey, well you know what, it's pre-owned game. Yeah, but we're gonna charge you almost double. Right. Yeah, it was almost double. Yeah, it was twenty five bucks more. What the fuck? So I got a new instead and got a bunch of other pre-owned games. So the other games I got were, I got a uh, Wolfenstein two, uh, the new the new Colossus I think it's called. Okay. Because I played Wolfenstein the New Order for PS four and that was one of the best first person shooters I've ever played. Uh, I also got Wolfenstein the Old Blood, which is like the standalone expansion that they put out for the first game okay. that I never played and I didn't know it had a disc form, so I had it there. I was like, oh, I might as well get it here when I can get it. Like free or part of the sale. So I got Wolfenstein 2, Wolfenstein The Old Blood. I got, uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I got a couple of Wii U games that I wanted to play. I got a Xenoblade Chronicles X. Xenomorph. Xenomorph. I got Xenomorph Chronicles X. <laughs> it's a sequel to Prometheus. Uh, 
Um, but no, it's a sequel to the game I was talking about recently that I was playing on 3DS. Like when I was in Seattle, the game I was playing on 3DS, Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay. Is a sequel. It's kind of a sequel to that. It's more of a almost more of a spinoff to Xenoblade Chronicles, I think. Um, so Xenoblade Chronicles X. I also got uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. It's like a it's a puzzle game with Toad from Mario. Like it's it's like kind of I would call it a platformer like Mario, but one of the main things is Toad can't jump. So you have to figure out how to make your way through these like cube. It's like the, each level is like a big cube, and you can like rotate it and everything like that. Referencing another great movie. I know it was a great film. <laughs> I used to spend the Captain Toad cube hypercube, uh, but you have to like rotate the levels to try and find your way through. So it's more of a puzzle game than anything. Does this game have a horrible Spanish actor and a retard in it as well? I haven't played it yet, but it could very well. <laughs> they could be one of the same. <laughs> it's horrible, horribly acting Spanish retard. <laughs> um, oh man! So, and the last two I got were uh, Metroid: Samus Returns on 3DS, which is uh, the original Metroid Two. So, Metroid One is on NES. Metroid Two was on Game Boy. Only. Okay. It was called Metroid Two: The Return of Samus. So, being on Game Boy, it was like kind. Of, it was like it was very similar to the NES game, except like really, really simplified graphics because they only had like four shades of like greenish gray on the Game Boy. Okay. And it has never been remade since then, so it was uh, re- now remade for the 3DS with, like, full 3D, pol- like, it's two. It's a 2D side-scroll like Metroid is, but the character and stuff is through, all the characters are 3D, like, polygonal. Um, and, like, the gameplay's been revamped to make it more modernized and stuff like that, but it is, a, it is like, a remake and remaster of the, uh, the second Metroid. So I got Metroid Samus Returns, um, and I got South Park The Fractured But Whole. The, okay. Uh, the new South Park game. So uh, I played through all of Stick of Truth, and it was awesome. And this one, uh, it's, it's similar. It's still like a, an RPG. They changed up the combat system a little bit, where in uh, the Stick of Truth, it was like straight-up uh, turn-based style, where like you go, the other person goes. Uh, and the theme was like fantasy, like Lord of the Rings type shit. In this one, the theme is superheroes, so it's like their own take on superheroes. And the combat is still turn-based. But it's also on a grid, so you move you guys like on a little bit like positioning matters too, instead of just standing across from each other. Um, so yeah, those are all the like, games I bought. So I'm I'm working through Zelda, almost done with that, and then I'll work through Assassin's Creed, and then I'll move on to one of the other ones I got, probably Wolfenstein, I think. All right. Um, so yeah, that's it for video games. We can move on to miscellaneous happenings. We're missing out on so much wrestling when we do this shit. <laughs> we look like goddamn maniacs. Uh, <laughs> the person across the street is like, God, oh, they're at it again. <laughs> Probably staring at you, know. Good. I hope you like the show. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be pressing my bare penis against the window when you guys aren't here. That's why. <laughs> um, oh, man. So, so do you have any miscellaneous happening? I, uh, unfortunately, I don't. Okay. Uh, Josh, do you have any? Nothing really. Okay. I have, I have one. And it's brief, but, uh, so, the other day, uh, my mom's car wouldn't stop, so she had to get a new battery. She had, like, AAA come and jump her, and they told her she needed a new battery. So she wanted me to go with her to get a new battery for her car. So we go to the South End New Bedford, uh, AutoZone, down okay. in Rockdale. And, uh, we go inside, and, uh, she goes to ask, for, like, the bat tells her what kind of car they have and stuff like that, ask for a battery. 
and asked if they can install it because they usually do they can do battery installs at AutoZone. And uh, the, but the guy says that he's not doing installs that day. I don't know, like he's probably too busy or something. There was fucking nobody there, but I think he's just being lazy. So he was like, I have tools here if you want to like do it, even though they have signs outside saying you can't work on your car in the parking lot. He was like, I have this box of this ratchet set if you want to just do it yourself. I was like, I'll take a look at her in under her hood and see like where the battery is. And maybe I'll do it myself. So I go out there. I put I like take a I take a look in the hood. And it's under, like, the air intake hose and shit like that. And I'm like, ah, I'd rather not just electrocute myself because I haven't replaced a fucking dead battery before. <laughs> so I was like, we'll just go to fucking Sears and have them do it. But in the meantime, my mom's inside. I'm grabbing the, uh, like, ratchet set. I put it on her, dri- like, on her driver's side seat. So I go back to grab it. And the door's open. And I, I hear someone, like, yelling towards me across the parking lot. There's, like, dominoes across the parking lot. I hear someone yelling towards me. I look over, and some fucking, like, junky-ass middle-aged woman, like, definitely strung out on heroin, <laughs> walking towards me. She's like, you got any spare change? And I'm like, what? She goes, do you have any spare change? And I was like, no, I don't. Which was the truth. I did not have any fucking change on me. Not that I would give it to her. Anyways. At this point, who really has spare change on them? Right. Or of like, you know, you, hey, you put your phone up to this thing and pay. No kidding. But even if I did have change, I would sooner swallow it and then poop it out and eat it again before giving it to a fucking junkie. So, uh, I say, no, I don't have any spare great, change. Great, great. Great uh, visual for that. Right, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> and uh, so she's like, not even 50 cents? I'm like, no, I don't have any money. And she goes, wow. Like she is annoyed with me for not having any money to give to her so she can buy dirty needles off of another heroin addict. <laughs> it was fucking outrageous. I got so fucking mad. I'm like, god damn, I hate Junkie so much. And they just lit it all over the fucking city. Yeah. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. I don't want to say unfortunate. It's just a sad fucking thing. It's quite the epidemic. It is. Um, but I did like with the snowstorm, the end of 140 is usually every single direction that you could possibly drive. And that stuff is true. Like, is usually littered with uh, junkies that are begging. And with all the snow and the New Jersey barriers that they put up, there was no room for them to stand. So they, nope. they weren't there for like two days, which made me happy. Um, now they're just sitting on the Jersey barriers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you just, they just gave them a seat. They just made it more relaxing for them. Yeah. Uh, I just don't understand it, man. I like panhandling is illegal, correct? Um, for the most part, I believe it is. Um, the only thing that I, I think the part that would be the like illegal like infraction mm-hmm. is they can't physically like like knock on your window. Like they can't come over and be like, "Hey, can I get, get spare change?" Sorry, I <laughs> fucked up on that one. The dogs are barking. Um, <laughs> just, just, tap, just tap the microphone. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, they physically can't like touch your car yeah. or stop traffic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if they just sit off to the side of the road and it's your choosing yeah. to help them, which I don't understand in why your fucked up brain you think that it's okay to help them because I know you and I have had this conversation, Josh. Well, this Did happened you... to us one time. I was gonna say just to piggyback off what you said back in uh, when we were in Boston, remember? Yeah, mom and dad went to. The... I think they were at the Red Sox game. Yeah, we brought we brought them to the Red Sox game, and then you and I decided that we were gonna go off and gallivant around so, fucking town, yeah, not realizing to... that walking from Fenway Park to. Uh, oh God, we were. I Bo- think... We were on Boylston. I think we were. On... That's not too bad. It doesn't matter how far down Boylston you went. All the way up and around. Okay. Yeah, so it was a hike. It, it was it was a nice day. It was one of those it, it was go. actually a very nice day, but we came around towards like a 7-Eleven, and this guy started walking towards us, 
<clears throat> and I just kind of nudged Josh. I was like, here we go. Guy comes up and says, hey, can you help me out? All this other stuff, you know, uh, I lost my job. You know, I got a kid that I got to feed, all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm being nice. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I don't have anything. All I have is my, my credit card on me. And he's showing me pictures of his kid on a brand new smartphone, which that would, I, I immediately was like, done, done. Yeah. You're fucking showing me pictures on a smartphone? Right. I was like, come on, dude. That's game over. I'm yeah. done. So Josh and I, we were like, hey, you know what? Sorry, we can't help you. And he goes, hey, can you just help get me some formula? I told him, I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that, man. I told him, I said, you know, all I have is my card on me. I said, I'm not. You know how much fucking formula is? It's like fucking 35 bucks for a thing of formula. Actually, you know what? I, I Let me backtrack because I know that that's how it ended. And he was like, hey, you know, can you just help me out? I said, I'm sorry, I don't have anything on me except for my card. And he goes, well, you can go right in here and go to the ATM. And I, it was one of those things where I went, you're fucking kidding me. I kid you because to look at him and go, yeah, I could. And then he walked away. Pretty much just how it ended. I know how ATMs work. Call me stupid. You're stupid. Look who's homeless, you bitch. <laughs> Can't even support your kid. Yeah. So smart, you don't have a house. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, yeah. But as we were as yeah, I was going to make the point. the balls on that, dude. But as I was going to make a point. Josh and I discussed this one time. That if you you can literally break this down into thirds, there's a third that are pretty much alcoholics. Yeah, or junkies. The, or junkies. Yeah, users. Uh, the other third, which were, how did we describe it? It was what alcoholics were third. We put that um, one third are alcoholics or drug users. Probably one third are actually legitimately homeless. Yes. And you don't know whether to actually believe them or not. And then there's the uh, the third who are liars, the ones yes. who yes. are coming from out of town. To and that's their job. Yeah. I've seen I've seen plenty of them get picked up in Boston in like yep. a brand new Lexus yep. or dropped off in a brand new Lexus BMW whatever. Yep. And they'll make hundreds of dollars a day. So for food for thought for anybody who's listening to this and you have someone that's being a beggar or whatever, just remember that two thirds are already against you in your odds of helping this person. I know it sounds very grim. Grim to say yes. Yeah. But just remember that, yeah. that you, you, you have two thirds that are already against you. You only have a third that is in your favor that this person actually needs help and right. needs food. And is honestly, if you really, if it really bothers you and you really want to do something, give someone a container of food because a lot of them yep. won't even take it because it's not what they want. That's no. not what they actually want the money no. for. So like, if you really want to see who's who, offer them food. And then if they take it, then what you did a good thing. And if they take it, they could still be a junkie, but at least you didn't, you didn't like help their habit at all. He just exactly. gave them something to eat, which is like the, what you thought they were going to use the money for anyway. So exactly. If that's what, if you have to do anything, just do that or fucking point them towards a food bank or something. Yeah. Like don't hand them cash or fucking like pack of cigarettes or something like that. No. Or like fresh needles or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is you're carrying yeah. in your vehicle at the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, infant child. Yep. Just don't trade your baby. Unless you really don't want the baby. And it's delicious. It could be food and money. <laughs> uh, so, I guess that's it for this week. You got some wrap-up music?
every single Tuesday when I put them up. You can get them on iTunes where you can rate and review us. You can get them on any podcast app. You can get it from our website, nerdedfoot.com, where you can stream or download it. Uh, you can email us at podcast at nerdedfoot.com. And you can follow us on uh, Instagram and on Snapchat at nerdedfootpodcast.